You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. Today, an artifact from a parallel universe. I'm Earl Green, and this is Sci-Fi 5, your five minutes of science fiction history for June 13th. If you listen to our episode on the television series based on Logan's run, you'll know that Logan 5 and Jessica 6 escaped death in the carousel of the Dome City, only to find there was no sanctuary. The two of them, joined by an android named Rem, went on to have adventures, being chased by fellow Sandman Francis 7 and the cabal of mysterious 50-year-olds over the course of 14 episodes. But today, we're here to talk about the movie sequel called Logan's Sanctuary. In it, our heroes have made a sanctuary of their own in the rubble of Washington, D.C., and they mix their modern ways of life with the old ways. Trouble arises, though, because the architects of the carousel have modified the genes of everyone born in the domed city, causing them to die at the age of 40. Logan sends another former Sandman named Ian347 to the floating city of Metropia, where the computer known as Yahweh can be found along with its cure to this genetic disease. Ian finds the youth of Metropia are kept tame by the drug called Rainbow and the pleasures of robosex. As Ian becomes a prisoner of Pleasure Dome 12 with a new addiction to Rainbow, his fate falls into the hands of a robosex machine operator named Lara, who has some secrets of her own. Will she be able to rescue Ian from the deranged supercomputer's sinister game? Is there hope for Logan and everyone in the Sanctuary? And why does none of this sound familiar? That's because Logan's Sanctuary only exists as the soundtrack to an imagined movie, similar to the album Original Soundtracks 1 by Brian Eno and U2. In this case, cult favorite musicians Roger Joseph Manning Jr. and Brian Reitzel teamed up to record the score to this hypothetical sequel to Logan's Run, and it was released on June 13, 2000. Roger Manning might be best known as keyboardist and arranger for underground power-pop bands Jellyfish, Imperial Drag, and Moog Cookbook, and he has an extensive history as a studio musician, producer, and has toured with acts like Beck, David Bowie, Johnny Cash, Fiona Apple, and Blink-182. If you look him up, chances are he's worked with some of your favorite acts at one point or another. His co-composer here was Brian Reitzel, whose career break came as drummer for Red Cross, which led to percussion for the band Air, whose soundtrack for the movie Virgin Suicides got him involved in a lot of soundtrack work, notably as composer for the TV series Hannibal. The two of them were approached by a producer at Emperor Norton Records, who was working on a series of albums that were soundtracks to fake movies. Other releases include the <clears throat> soundtrack to Soul Ecstasy by the band The Inner Thumb and the slightly more transparently titled Music for Imaginary Films by Arling and Cameron. The score that Manning and Wrightsell wrote for Logan's Sanctuary was not a tribute to the Jerry Goldsmith music from Logan's Run, but was influenced by progressive German electronic acts from the 1970s, including Kraftwerk, Can, Neu, Tangerine Dream, and other more obscure artists. What really makes Logan's Sanctuary believable as a soundtrack is its packaging. Liner notes written by Wrightsell lay out the plot, and photographic stills show what the movie looked like. These photos were taken by music video director Roman Coppola as he was preparing his own very real sci-fi film, CQ, which was his ode to Barbarella. The cover illustration also evokes 1970s cinema and was created by artist Mike Mills, who has illustrated for Air and the Beastie Boys, and whose film Come On, Come On is now available to stream. 
Maybe you'll view Logan's Sanctuary as fan fiction or a hoax. It's also a loving passion project made by people with genuine affection for the genre and a real talent for recreating the sci-fi sound and style specific to the late 1970s era. This is an album that needs to be heard and seen. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for June 13th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry Podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.rottenberry.com.